Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. Hello, everybody. It's Michael Colomb with Mimosas with Michael. Welcome back. Um, hope you guys are enjoying the new reboot of the show. Uh, today, I'm going to have on two guests, and it's really awesome because it's mother and daughter, so they're in the same place at the same time. Uh, so he- he- say hello to Dana and Rory. Hi. Hi. How are you guys doing? We're good. How are you? Great. Uh, I'm good. Just sitting in my backyard, my backyard, uh, <laughs> which is with these fake flowers and mirrors. Um, trying to sit like within these, between these two lights because I think it looks really cool. Um, it does. So, so um, I just we're we're friends. We all know each other, and I thought it'd be kind of fun to have you guys on the show. Um, I don't really have. I rarely have on two people at the same time, so this is kind of cool. But you both are so different. Like um, Dana, you're you're a writer, you're a comedian. You've uh, been doing TikTok recently. Uh, Rory's an actress. She does TikTok. You guys sometimes do TikTok together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I, the biggest thing is since we're in the middle of this quarantine, I just like to talk to people about like how they're staying active during the quarantine and what they're doing to, I don't know, not go insane. And because well, we're, ac- we're actually in the process of moving. So just a lot of packing just to keep us busy. That's nice. Oh, that's right. I remember you were house shopping. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Well, we found one. So. Congratulations. Thank you. Awesome. We're excited. Awesome. But, uh, on top of that, we just completed a movie. We just finished filming. I, Michael, you're in it too. We, we can only say a little bit about it, that we just wrapped it, and it's called The Central Authority. You yes. can like it on Facebook. Um, hopefully, it will be coming out within a couple of months. It's, it's just moved into post-production now. It, it is a feature. Yeah, I had a really good time on it. Um, I have a very interesting cameo, so please check it out. Um, yes. I don't know if I can say any more than that, but it's it's fun. It's a character I've played before randomly. And you're um, hysterically funny in it. Yes, that's all I wanted to hear was that I'm funny. Um, <laughs> well, and I'll put the I'll put the link for the for the Facebook page down in the show notes so that way people can um, can follow as well as your guys's um website or TikToks or you know whatever you guys and Instagrammies. You know we'll do it all. We'll do it all. Okay, cool. So um so you're originally from the PA Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, yep. right? Well, I was born and raised in Philly, but uh, the past 20 years or so, we've been in Hershey, the sweetest place on earth. Oh, uh, we live in I've Los always... Angeles. Well, yeah. I should say, before we moved down here. So yes. Rory only knows Hershey and LA. Yeah, nice. I, I'm not born in Philadelphia. That's okay. I've never been there either. So it's one, I was supposed to film a movie there a couple years ago, but um, they weren't able to get uh, whatever. It, it didn't work out that way, so we filmed the rest of it in LA. We started in Jamaica. It was supposed to go from Jamaica Ooh. to Philly. I know. So one of these days I'll get to go. I've never been to Hershey though. I've always wanted to go, just because I like yeah. chocolate. I like it's chocolate. an interesting city. You'll you'll get chocolate there. Yes. It, it literally smells like chocolate all the time. Really? And Rory, what's the worst smell in the world? Chocolate. Yeah. Sometimes they burn the chocolate and it's horrible it smell. Smells so bad. Why? Just it's like burnt hair. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't sound good at all. Oh. So, um, 
I don't know. What do you guys all talk about? You, I mean, we could talk about being stuck in quarantine and how you were trying to stay. Um, you guys are trying to stay creative, I know. And I feel like you. there's a lot happening with everybody. I mean, I should be doing more on TikTok. I just can't figure out TikTok. And I'm already doing like a podcast and vlog and stuff. So I'm happy with that. But what, talk about Dana, like, you know, someone who's like older trying to get on TikTok. I know it's, it seems like such a thing for the younger kids, but your stuff like is really funny. Oh, thank you. I feel so, like I'm the oldest person on TikTok though. <laughs> no, I know. More than I do. I, really? I do. Yeah. So I'm I, not, I mean, I use TikTok. I like to scroll through TikTok, but I don't really make videos. That yeah, I just like to, I like to like stuff. Yeah. She makes more videos than me. The only TikTok. I, yeah. I, well, I, I've been on uh, Vanessa t Vanessa's TikToks. So I've done like four or five skits with her, but I don't really like, I'm not a big like, and I was using it for a while talking about like making movies, but that's what I do on my blog anyway. So it's like, eh, I'll go over there. But right. do you find, do you find that it's helping you stay a little more, more um, creative during the, during this during this time or? Yeah, definitely. Because I think up a skit and then uh, plan it out and, and then record it. I mean, it doesn't take long to actually record. It takes more time to actually plan it out, what we're going to do. That I believe. Yeah, that I believe. So then how do you get your inspiration? Like, are you like, because a lot of your stuff has to deal with the quarantine, right? A little bit. I get my inspiration for everything the same way, whether I'm writing a screenplay, uh, a short story, or a TikTok. I dream it all. Oh, nice. Okay. So, like, every screenplay I've written, I dream every scene, and then I go and I write it from there. Interesting. Very weird. And then what got you into comedy, stand-up comedy? Because you do some stand-up. I've seen you right down the street from my house. Yep. What got you into stand-up comedy? You know, I always wanted to do it, and then I had uh, written a, uh, a mob comedy series. And I okay. thought, well, are people finding this funny? So I went and I did some of the jokes as stand-up at an open mic to try it out, and I got booked from there. And they just kept booking me. So Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And Rory, you're an actress. Yes, I am. So, uh, and you've done some fun stuff. I know you did a nice little parody video of um, of a short film I directed called Soundbite. You did like a yeah. We had this <laughs> we had this this whole campaign of like, um, can you hear the whole song and not die? Because that's all part of the movie. And you and your friend did an awesome, awesome one. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun little skit for sure. And, yeah. So see, that's the kind of stuff you have to do on TikTok, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you, so what kind of stuff do you normally act in? Uh, usually, like short films, movies, commercials. Sometimes, okay. uh, not so much TV, but I've done a couple of things. I mean, really, whatever comes. Yeah, you'll get. I think I, once once the quarantine is lifted, you'll be doing more television. I mean, they're just going to need people and content like crazy. Yeah. So if you if you had a choice to play any kind of character, what would you play? Like. <laughs> Um, such a strange I question, know. but I, I I always wanted to play a super villain or something. Really? Yeah. I feel like that. Like a, like a Harley Quinn. I mean, she's not really a villain, but you know, you get the point. But she's sort of like a deep complex character. Yeah. You know what's interesting is um, when I interview actors, I always ask them like, what kind of character? And they always, I mean, I did I interviewed Jake Red last year, and he said that he was he just wants to play a villain. They're like the <laughs> most. I think they're, they're most complex. They're fun to write too. Yeah. They're very fun to write. So, and, w and then what about you? so, Dan? You're not really an actress, or are you? You're mostly a writer, right? Uh, I've been doing doing some acting too. Um, actually, in this movie that I was one of the co-writers and co-producers, I acted in it too. 
Yes, in the Central Authority. Yep. Yeah, I know. I saw the pictures. I can't wait to see your guys' uh, you guys' skit. It looks funny. <laughs> um, well, it's funny because I got into acting now. I mean, I have been an actor, but it's not, I didn't come out here to be an actor. And it's right. like, and now I was in this, in this, and I called Matt, our manager, and I was like, I want to act more. This was fun. I don't know why I didn't do it as much as I used to. And my friends and I are doing this horror web series called Safer at Home. And I was like, you guys got to write me in. Like, I just want to do one episode. <laughs> so we're, we'll start getting more people in. We just want to, um, it's tough because we're trying to keep it really to the people that we know just right. for safety reasons. But then as, as by the time this, this show airs, the, the restrictions on um, the safer at home will probably be a little less lenient. Like they'll be more lenient, I think. So we could probably start getting more people on set, which will be a lot of fun. Because I have not worked with either one of you yet. Oh, yeah. This is the extent of it in this podcast. <laughs> this is our first foray into working together. That's right. Except for the central authority, which was fun. Right. But that was all done socially distanced. So... We're not really together. Yeah, I, we, and we hang out in events. Like we've gone to we red did. carpets and stuff, and that's about that's literally about it. We've had like dinners together, and and events. Other than that, we don't. I've never worked together or anything. You like to hit those gifting sweets. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which I missed the last one because I was um, I was filming. I might have been. I might have been out of state. I don't. I, I travel a lot, but I was definitely. Yeah, I think you were. I want to say you were in Canada. Did you film something in Canada? No, I've never filmed it. Uh, no, I think I was. When was it? In January, or February. The yeah. last one was in. I went to the suit. I went to one event, but there was like, like the gifting suite. I missed it because I was just filming. I did a movie at the beginning of the year that was just like the most time-consuming feature I ever worked on. It seemed like because uh, it just had a lot of issues. It was like a really big like idea because it was like a superhero movie, but on a really smallish budget. So it was just like. So I missed everything. Oh, we're bullet. And then you and I, Dana, are supposed to be working on a script soon. You, you had it. I know. An idea, so we got to get on that. Right. We got to wait till the quarantine's over. So. I know this quarantine. But as we're right, you know, it's a short film. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it. It'll be fun. Yes. Um. So, and then, what is your guys' goals now once the quarantine's lifted? Besides, get out and enjoying the life. Getting out of the house. Um. Well, you guys are moving too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty big goal. To move, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time. No, but you guys are in an apartment, moving into a house, right? No, no, we're, we're in a, a house. We're in a house. To a house. Oh, you are not. I haven't been to your house yet. I'm sorry. Well, actually, we're in a, a house, moving to a smaller house. Oh no! With, with a bigger yard with, for the dogs, but it's oh. renting to own. Right. Oh, right. even better. We rent this. We're buying that. Yeah. Awesome! Congratulations. Thank you. Um, we're quite excited. So when you when you write, you, do you mostly write comedy, Dana? No, I write every genre. Okay, because like I'm known as like a horror writer, but I do write other things. So I was just intrigued. I don't actually have something like specific. I only write. I have written horror. I have written drama, comedy. Um, I've probably written more horror than anything. But like I said, I am a really weird writer. I'm empathic in the sense of I put myself in someone else's shoes so I feel like way. I can write any genre I feel you know what I say the same thing I feel the same way I know it's like I like horror because I like scaring people and I like the whole culture of horror but I really just love writing a good story right me too so, so if it means I make people cry or whatever then it's whatever so that's why I, I challenge myself to do that sort of like I say comedy but I guess it's more like a dramedy you right know, the, the one that so I just try to write good stories you know 
But like, whereas my writing partner, Brantley, he's like, I'll die if I could just write horror the rest of my life. He just wants to be a horror writer, which I love that about him. I think that's fantastic. Um, he's been on the podcast, but never by himself. So I have to have him on. I'll have to have him on the show just to specifically talk about horror. Cool. So, uh, I don't. I don't know else to ask. I just wanted to find out more about you guys. I wanted the audience to find out more about you guys. Find out who who the um, the Ogden is it Ogden right? Just Ogden. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like your name is hyphenated. It is Olita Ogden. Okay, but it's just Ogden. Yeah. And Lori so Ogden. your your husband is back in Pennsylvania. Yes. Okay, and he's moving out here or no? Well, we hope one day. So he works for emergency management for the state. And so right now, there's nowhere he can go. He is just swamped busy. Yeah. And also, let's be honest, it's a pretty safe spot to be in right now with a lot of people unemployed. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm, I'm, he's being safe, right? Is he's okay right now? But he's got to go into work every day. I mean, it's it's a little bit crazy. They take your temperature before you come in. They stay socially distant, but, you know. He's in there. No, I was just talking to a friend of mine today um, who, right before the show, we were just catching up, and he, he knew, like, three people that just got it. Two of them passed away. So Oof. I was just like, oh. I mean, and that's the thing is we were talking about, like, how – and I know you post this a lot on Facebook, just how people are going crazy with, like, the um, all the protests and stuff. And it's just like I, I personally don't know anybody who's been affected – like, who's gotten, gotten the virus, at least I'm aware of, and who's passed away from it. But, like, I still think it's extremely serious, and I, I take all my precautions. It's just crazy that people don't – I'm just floored by the fact that people are just like, I'm just going to go out and protest because I feel like my rights are being violated. But we're really just trying to keep you, try to keep you safe. Like I agree. It is selfish. You know, it's it, – everybody keeps, oh, you know, my civil liberties are more important. Well, is that more important than somebody's life? I mean, every that single is, life should have value. Well, I think I honestly think it's because it hasn't personally affected them, but that doesn't mean in the next few months it won't, you know, because we're going to start now. Of course, even when we open up, I still plan on like, I I have a a bag now. I just carry only specifically for like, I have masks in it. Um, I have three masks. I keep them each in separately in a, in a, in a Ziploc bag. And then I keep all three of them in a separate Ziploc bag. So they're like, do you know what I'm saying? Like I pull it out. I'm very cautious. And then I have hand sanitizer. I don't leave the house without that stuff just because it's like, I, I don't want to get it. I have so much I'm trying to accomplish. I don't want to be right. that sick. And I don't want I agree. anybody else sick around me either. You know, it's not worth it. So. Yeah. We have hand sanitizer in the doors of the car. Our masks are in there. And every time we come in from something, you know, we're crazy. We're sanitizing our hands. I put sanitizer on the mask when I put it away. Oh, just... you can. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. I mean, just for a few months. And, and now they think there's another strain coming out and, and, they think we're going to hit a second wave and we just have to be careful. It's just for a few more months. You just have, it's just for a few few more. It's not like we're trying to take your soul. We weren't keeping you in your house for like six months. It's just a couple months to get you, you know, to to flatten the curve and make sure that, you know, we, we saved lives. I agree. It's It's very scary. It'll be interesting to see how, how it changes going back to set, you know, because sometimes you could, you could have like, 15 people in a house all working close together. And now they're trying to find ways to, to keep us all distant. So it'll be interesting to see how that changes the industry. Yeah. Some of the major studios are now coming out with their guidelines. Mm-hmm. And what it looks like to me is there's going to be a lot less people on set. Yeah. So if they had 10 people in lighting, they're now bringing it down to two. And so those other, you know, you've lost eight people. They're going to have to do a lot more 
So sadly, I'm worried we're going to have a lot more unemployment that's permanent in the industry. I, I think, yeah, probably, probably for a few months until they probably get a vaccine. Or, or, or yeah. I think it's uh, until they find ways to adapt. They might have, um, it might be one of those things where like, okay, well, we have to um, light the set so everybody who's, like, I have to leave and go outside. Right. Like, whereas before, I would just sit at my desk and work. Like, I have to go outside for that 20 minutes until they light. And then, like, okay, and then they leave and we come back in. I think might be, I think it's just going to be an adjustment. And that's why I tell people, I go, I don't, I don't see it as, like, the um, industry is going to stop. I just think it's it's a huge adjustment in life right. and career. Like everybody just has to adjust. Nothing wrong with, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being different. It's just changing. We just have to figure it out. They're talking about quarantining uh, like an entire cast. So if you're working on a project for three months, you're staying in a hotel right there next to set for three months and you're not to see anybody else. Here's the thing. I already do that on location. Right. Like it's not, I, I guess in a way it's strange. I mean, Crew is used to it because, like, I've traveled, you know me, I travel so much for work. Um, and I can go to location, like, I could get a job right now, be like, hey, Michael, can you fly out in three days to go to this project for five weeks? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm so used to it. So right. it's just only, I think how it's going to be strange is if they do that um, here in LA because you can, you're used to seeing your, your family going home every night. But with actors, you know, if actors, if we film five days a week, sometimes an actor may not film for a day or two. You know, right. so they're just sitting around, or you might not have a later, you might not have a call time until like late in the afternoon. So you have all morning to spend with your family. That where it's, it might start feeling weird because you're like, oh, I don't go on set for eight hours. What am I going to do? Well, you know, it's like you want to be right. safe. You don't want to get your children sick. You don't want to get your wife sick, or your husband sick. So again, it's all it's an really going to impact uh, independent producers because yeah. there is uh, a benefit to filming, say in LA, and locally you don't have to pay to put the actors in a hotel and you don't have yeah. to pay for a lot of things, but now you're going to be forced to do that. And there's a yeah. lot of independent producers that can't. Can't afford that. Well, they will. They'll just have to, they'll hire less crew. They're just trying to make right. it. So it'll be very interesting to see where we go. Again, I, th I still think, I still think film will pick up. I just think they're just going to have to, they'll just figure it out. You know, it'll just be trial and error. Yep. I think it's going to be for both sides of the camera. Yeah. But, that's why during this quarantine, I was just adamant about like trying to write, trying to do more photography, just really focus on trying to be creative. Well, because I didn't want to go insane. <laughs> but also because once the quarantine was lifted, I was like, I know people are going to need content. I just wanted to be able to provide as much as I could. Right. That's why I think it's great that you guys are the central authority because um, it gives people content, which is awesome. So awesome. You know how the idea came around? No, I would. How would it come up? It was um, probably like the first or second day of quarantine and Kristen put up a link in, the, in our management group. Like, Let's not get too far from each other. And I said, hey, yeah, why not? And so I got on and our friend Armin got on and Kristen's mother got on. And so while we were all just talking about random stuff, Kristen was like, you know, we could do a movie in this. Look at this shot. Mom, hold your camera this way or do this. And she, because she kept walking around her house and putting her phone down in weird positions. Mm -hmm. And we were like, we could create. Yeah. And that's where it came from. And bam, there you go. And then yep. you guys put up a list. And at first, at first I know Christian was looking for actors and actresses and I wasn't going to do it because I'm not, I don't really consider myself an actor. Then I was talking to Matt and Matt's like, oh, they're still looking for people. Why don't you just do something? And I think I reached out to you and Kristen and you're like, Hey, we have this idea. And I was like, I guess I could do it. <laughs> like I didn't even think about it. I was, I'm, I'm not a, 
I'm already at home doing nothing except for writing and staying focused. So I was like, I'm doing it. So now we're all That's actors. because all our movie was very different in the sense of um, there's much improv in it. And you were very natural at that. You've done TikToks with Vanessa. And, and so you were natural. I mean, I've always been a good sort of improver. I'm probably not like, I can't be part of an improv group, but like I'm, when I, I took a speech class in college and my teacher was just like, you're such a natural. And I was like, oh, I, I guess, I don't know. I just, I literally have no problem talking in front of people. I never, I've always been that way. But I also grew up as a performer. Like I grew up, when I was a kid, I, I was singing. So I even had my first solo at five. And so I've wow. always, always been in front of people. So I'm not, as you can tell, I clearly have no problem with it at all. Right. You put me in a room full of people and I'm everybody's best friend. So, so Rory, you're so quiet. You can't have that. Well, I don't know what to talk. I don't really, I'm on the creative side in central authority. I'm not, I don't know what's going on with that. I'm just an actress. Well, tell people, cause you're, you're younger. The show's only 30 minutes and I, I probably talked 20 minutes of it, but um, <laughs> as, as someone who's young, you know, youngish, um, cause you, you've been acting for a couple years now. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, what what advice you give to young people who are trying to get in the industry or want to be an actor? Like, what would you say to them? Well, I actually started acting when I was like nine years old, so uh, eight years now, well, nine years now. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think that if you want to get into it, take classes first. You know, like yeah. get, get a feel for the craft before you jump right into it, and then. You know, just take your time, go to open calls. There's, especially in like cities like LA and other places, there's a lot of opportunities. You don't have to have a manager or an agent. Just go to open calls, you know, yeah. meet people, network. Really, it's it's all about who you know. So, and just work on your craft and it'll come. Yeah. It's not all about who you know, but it's, it's, it's really about how serious you are. Like if you take classes and I think people don't always, I don't know if people have this dream or like, oh, I just go to LA and I become an actor. I'm like, I mean. It's very no. rare that it's not you discover like yeah, you got to train. You, you've got to put your work into you gotta it. Put in the effort, yeah, for sure. And it's definitely like something you have to work at. I think people think you know. I hear this a lot. You know, I'm pretty or I'm good looking. I'm like, I mean, you have that, but that's only going to get you so far. Mm -hmm. Once the camera starts rolling, if you don't know what you're doing, they're gonna be like, okay, you might get that one job, but you won't get another one. Exactly. Right. So, that's why I tell people like, oh, yeah, it's about who you know, but you still have to be able to deliver. Mm -hmm. And I think people don't realize that they're like, oh, I didn't know I was coming here to do this much work. <laughs> yeah, and, and delivering it, takes a lot of learning. To I mean, you know, yeah. directors expect that you know how to handle yourself on set, and when they tell you to do something, what to do. That's the thing. It's like I never wanted to be a director. I always wanted to be a writer. I never wanted to be a director, but I got into it from scripturizing for 14 years. But like, I just now in the last two years started feeling like I was at a point where I'm like, you know, I. I've been working at this for a while. I feel like I can direct, but I know people who just came out of film school. They're like, I'm a director now. I should go make movies. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> like, that's so adorable. <laughs> I'm not saying that they couldn't, and I'm not saying they don't have great ideas, but it's like they just embrace it so wholeheartedly, but they don't embrace the fact that there's a lot of things they have to learn. And because, I mean, even as a filmmaker, and I've been doing this for 14 years, and I've worked on 200 movies, I still feel like I'm always learning something. And so I, I love... I love that about the creative side. It's like, because we're always growing and adapting and look, we all had to adapt to a global pandemic and figure it out. And I yeah. love that. Like, I don't love that we're in a global pandemic. I love the fact that we as, as a human race are faced with a challenge and we're like, okay, you know what, how do we, we have to adapt to this. We have to find ways around it. 
that's why when these people go out there and they're marching and I'm like, you guys, no, don't. It's not, you have nothing else better to do with your time. I wanted a haircut. I shaved my head. I was like, <laughs> and they're like, I'm like, I don't care how I look. I just, it's going to grow back. And then, you know, when, right. and after two months, it's perfect because my hair grows in a month anyway. So after two months, it'll be even longer and they could go in. It's just, I don't know, you guys. I talk about this in every podcast because I just find that whole the whole protest thing so frustrating. Yeah. And scary and sad. And I just wish people had better use of their time. It's just a couple of weeks to be safe. Yep. So when you get out of quarantine, what is the first thing you want to do? I, I want to take a road trip. Because my father and I were supposed to be in Europe for his birthday in April. And because of the, of the coronavirus, it got postponed. Yeah, I was supposed I, to be first too. So yeah, I I love traveling. So I think I think we might take a small family trip. I just want to I want to like a mimosa at a restaurant outside on the beach. Like I just want you know I I love that. I want to take a road trip. Um, yeah, I, I think I just want to be out. I mean, I'll still be social distancing. I'll still wear a mask, but I I like I take I'll walk around my neighborhood now and I'll and I'll take trips because at least in LA we're in our cars. But I really just want to be like at a nice restaurant outside, just kind of having a mimosa, maybe hanging out with my friends. So what about you guys? Well, I'm traveling too. I'm going back home to see my friends. So I'm excited nice. to do that. Yeah. yeah, July, right? I think. So hopefully yeah. everything's back to normal for July for her. Even if it's not completely back to normal, it's still just good to. It's I feel just, like yeah. getting out of LA, period, at this point. I've, I've been locked in here for what? Three months? Three, no. Yeah. It's been work on week eight, I think, of the quarantine. We were first, the lockdown. We've been locked down yeah. for quite some time. Yeah. yeah, it's been. That's why it's like when Florida was down for two weeks, like, oh, we can't do this anymore. We got to open up. I'm like, two, two weeks. We're going. Like, oh, California's been on lockdown for so long. Just stuff like that just cracks me up, you guys. It's so funny. So it may not feel like it, but we're coming to the last few minutes of the show. Um, it goes really fast. Mostly because I talk the entire time, um, <laughs> and I'm sorry, but I get excited to talk to people, so and I get excited to find out what everybody's doing. So I, it's just like, but um, how can people find you, Dana? How can people find you, or Rory? Uh, good, you go first. Uh, so my Instagram is Rory Nicole with two E's at the end. Uh, my okay. Twitter is Rory Nick, and my Facebook is Rory Nicole, and I, I think that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can link all that in the show, too. Yeah. Yeah. For me, Dana Olita Ogden, whether it's Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all the same. She's out there. And, of course, we all follow each other. So if you guys follow me or you follow the podcast, you'll find them. They are there. Um, again, you guys are very talented. It's so great to have you on the show. Um, I would love to work with you guys more in the future. I know we've been talking about it. Damn it, after this quarantine's done, it's going to happen. I don't care. Yeah. Right. Have a good time. time. And then um, you also have your stand-up comedy. You have your, your acting. So um, I, look, I look forward to seeing what more of you guys are going to do in uh, 2020 and beyond. And then people, I think people are going to love the Central Authority. It's, it's going to be a, yeah. it's an interesting it's show. Gonna be funny. It's going to be yeah. Good. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of fun. All right. Well, you guys are fantastic. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy quarantine schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Hang out with me in my little podcast. It goes quick. Anything else you guys want to say before we wrap up? Any uh, advice you want to give or shout out? Thanks for having us. And if anybody's feeling bored in quarantine, just hang in there. Right. Just it's going to get better. Yep. 
Thank you for having us, and it'll yes. be over soon. And even when we're out of quarantine, please use your head. Yes. Well, hugs to you too. And everybody, this is Michael Colom with Mimosas with Michael. You can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, Stitcher, Google Play. I mean, if there's a place for a podcast, we're already on it. Also, Mimoka, ah, mimosaswithmichael.com. Have a great day, you two. Take care, okay? You too. You too Bye. 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 Bye.